This episode is thanks to Lilo Active, active wear that looks good and feels amazing. Welcome to the Left of Field Podcast with Danny Kavanagh. Ryan, welcome to the Left of Field Podcast. How are you going today? Very well, thanks. Yeah, you're going to need a microphone. Yeah. Set that up a bit. All right, so how's your morning been? Training, what's been going on? Uh, day off today. We got back from New Zealand uh, Sunday afternoon, so just trying to get back in the time zone, get sweat on, try and get the body moving. Yeah, so let's start with how you're going this season. How do you think you're playing? How's the team going? Uh, look, yeah, we've struggled for consistency this year, which is pretty frustrating. Quite a new group, a lot of new players coming in at the start of the season, but it was looking quite promising. So, like, we've got four rounds of the season left now, and we're we're sort of looking to make finals, which is like a top eight situation. So we're searching for a bit of consistent performance, to be honest. New coach, how's that going? Well, brought a lot of professionalism to the team, which is something that we had, but in a different sort of sense where he, um, he's very like skillful coach, very hands-on compared to like more of a man manager sort of a coach where I feel like those are the two ends of the spectrum is when you get coaching styles. So yeah, he's been it's been good. And so what do you think, what areas do you need to personally improve now heading into the end of the season or the team needs to improve on? Uh, we've been speaking about fundamentals of the game, of rugby, for quite a while and just having consistent performances in, in the base layer of our game so we can execute at the top of the, the triangle, so to speak, the performance triangle, all that sort of jazz. So without getting too detailed in, in, in rugby sense, in rugby talk, but yeah, if we can string together like an 80-minute game, I feel like we can really play well and beat the top sides. Well, let's take it to basic rugby talk. Can you tell everyone what your position is? Because you're, I don't know if people can't see you right now, you're height, but you're very tall, very big for a rugby player. Tell me what's your position, what do you do on the field? Yeah, so I'm a second rower, which the easiest way to explain that is we have scrums, eight forwards on either side, and so there's a front row, and they at the front, obviously, and then I'm in behind pushing in between them. And then my sort of role around the field is to, to secure like line-out ball, which is when Throw it in, yeah, line-outs and scrums, all that sort of like, yeah, around the ruck, very tight sort of compared to a winger where they've got lots of speed, space and, yeah, time with the ball where I'm very close around the ruck, very like sort of five-metre sort of spaces where I have to like get over the game line, tackle, collisions, all that sort of jazz. So you're in the, the heart of the game? Yeah, in the thick of it. What made you want to play rugby? Was it just that's the sport you fell into? You're from Sydney, so it's big over there. Yeah, I, so I grew up playing rugby league and then... I was always quite tall for my age and being tall in my position is a, sort of a key requisite. Like it's, it's what people sort of look for when you play the second row. So I sort of got approached to play rugby and I got a scholarship to go to a, a very good school that played rugby in Sydney, which is sort of the scene in Sydney. So yeah, I sort of just took that opportunity and then went from there. Playing, I guess, growing up as a kid, how did you get, you know, is it drafted? How do you get over here to Perth? Yeah, it's funny hearing all the AFL people speak about drafts. I don't really understand the draft system and I, it really blows my mind how it works. We sort of just have agents and once you're sort of at the back end of school, you sort of, if you're one of the better players, you sort of get a, you get a manager and they sort of speak to clubs for you and the clubs approach sort of thing. It's, yeah, you have sort of chats behind the scenes instead of like a public sort of draft system. And do you like that way it works? Do you think that's good for the sport? I definitely see like pros and cons for both systems because obviously... The, the lower-end teams get higher-end talent when they come out of the academies and sort of thing. But at the same time, if, if you're a young kid, 
leaving school, I know for me, I didn't want to leave Sydney. So I got to play for the New South Wales side for however many years when I left school. So and that was I was really grateful for that just because when I'm 18, I couldn't imagine myself sort of like leaving your support network, which I, like I take my hat off to the, to the people that can do that because it's a, yeah, it's a big move. When you got the call up to come over here, were you excited? What was the feelings? Yeah, yeah well... I know the club's history from afar and being able to come and join the team when they've been back in Super Rugby and sort of provide something and, and help the club move forward has been really exciting. And when I decided to move over here, I, I knew I needed some change in my career, so to speak. So Perth's a great place. I've, I've been here, this is my third season now. I love Perth and I love the force. I think it's a great club and what all their values and what they stand for. The story is really, really something that always play for and we've got like a really tight-knit tight-knit group there what's then the crowds like here and the fans compared to i guess over sydney or you play new zealand over there what's it like um yeah we'll see blue as we uh call them they're passionate people like they are very loud crowd compared to sort of crowds in sydney like the the rugby scene in sydney is very like oh we'll clap and applause and breaks of play and compared to like a league crowd where they're just like loud all the time I, I really love playing at HBF Park I think it's one of the, the better stadiums in Australia to play rugby just how close the, the, the fans are and the proximity of like how ac- accessible they are to like after the game how nice they are to us and like really provide good support throughout the whole season obviously the spot's not that big over here compared to you know week or footy AFL and mm. all of that over here what do you think they need to do to grow it or get more interest you know what are you guys doing as a team or is there talks about that yeah, I think the biggest one would be getting rugby into schools more and growing it from the, the base up because I think there's really good like junior involvement throughout the clubs and there's a good club rugby scene here from more of an expat sort of thing. Like There's a lot of um, New Zealanders, English, like Irish, all the people that sort of move here for work that have come from rugby places are filling those sort of voids where like their kids and they're playing rugby but if you can get into the schools and, and show people how good of a game it is, I think that will be in five, ten years' time, that will be the thing that grows it compared to building it from the top down. So I think, yeah, like a grassroots approach would be really good for Rugby WA and I think Rugby WA in general are doing a good job with that. So what's the culture then like at the force? Yeah, there's the draw card. I think the lifestyle, the coaching staff that we've got here, really, really professional and can help you grow your game and I think Perth is just like a great place to live. Like I've never met someone that's moved from the east hate Perth like never it's just like the only thing that's bad about it is how far away it is from everything like unless that is you the hate only, the beach yeah like <laughs> the beaches here are just like fantastic like I just live in Scarborough like it's it's the best little spot like I'm 10 minutes of training like one set of traffic lights like it's so easy at the club then what's it like day to day because you guys are out in Florida what's the facilities like the facility's been sort of the same since I've been here obviously we've had some a few upgrades and that but it's really good because it's it's a really central sort of spot We've got the UWA playing fields that we train at, which is like a minute drive. And we've got a really good facility there with everything we need. There's no complaints. Yeah. Are you always looking for the perfect pair of leggings? Well, I have the answer for you. It's Lilo Active. This Perth-based activewear brand is amazing. The fabrics are super soft. They're comfortable. They keep everything in place. They're really flattering and they have amazing colours. I love this brand and I wear them to squat in the gym or to go for runs. So if you want to give this brand a go for yourself, why not use the code LEFTERFIELD15 at checkout and uh, see what all the fuss is about. And obviously I think a lot of people might have seen the videos that you guys have after the games and the sheds and the singing and all of that. What is that all about? 
Yeah, so Marcel Brake, ex-player, and he was a songmaster, and that got passed to one of the boys last year, and then sort of passed on to me. So like we've just started singing like a like a classic song, like a ballad, game, like a bit of a ballad that the boys can really belt out. Just because our, our team song is a good song, but then we just love to like really just let it out in like a really like a good classic and a nice emotional yeah, way. Yeah, and it sort of just sticks with us for like the season. And so, what's yeah. your go-to song then? What's your favorite one? Oh, the favorite one over the years. Wow. We just did, when we beat the Highlanders a couple of weeks ago, we played, we did Irish by the Goo Goo Dolls. That was a classic. That's that's one of my all-time favourite songs. The first one we did was like Someone Like You by Adele. Mm-hmm. And might not sound like a great ballad song for rugby players, but I'll tell you what. A whole team singing it. We built it out. It was emotional. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. And also I hear besides the song last day, you're also in charge of fines. Yes. How does that work? Yeah, so we have like a social committee, so to speak. Where yeah, you've seemed to be in the middle of it all. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I've just sort of got fingers in a lot of pies. But yeah, that's a really like core aspect of every rugby team. And that's across from like amateur to professional. I think that's really good for morale, culture, and just sort of keeping lads in check where like a few standards here and there. Yeah, so we sort of have like players meetings where we roll the dice, we've got fines. What are some yeah. good ones you've given out this year? We made one of the boys, we actually stole it off the inspired unemployed. We made one of the boys go to Cup and Co in Florida with a mm. signed photo of himself and like give it to them saying like, oh, like, do you know who I am? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm such and such. Like, would you like this photo to put up in your coffee shop? Because we'll be really like, I've come business. here. Yeah. 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 And that was, that was tough to watch. How I mean, did he like, take it? Was he, he, no, nah, so good sport? He, yeah. Good sport about it, but not like, he's not the most eccentric person. Okay. So he was quite like rattled by it. And he had to like, obviously one of the boys went and filmed it and we could hear it. And so we had to put it in our WhatsApp. It, yeah, that was a tough watch. That was a tough watch. That's, funny. That, that's good. Then what about at the club that you talked about, the full good facilities and everything, nutrition as a rugby player? What is that like? Do you, what can you, are you given strict diets? How does um, it work? Depends what your skin folds are like. What are your skin folds? Are you all good? Yeah, mine are pretty good. I'm pretty blessed with the genes. I'm, I'm sort of, my genes want me to be skinny and tall, so I have to eat a lot. to. Sort okay, of, that's not a bad problem. No, it's really good problem to have so i personally don't have to worry about too much about like how well i eat i just sort of eat more for performance so to speak so some lads obviously struggle with their skin folds and have to really watch what they eat and we've got access to a really good dietitian she's been on board this year and, and done a really good job with us and um but you have to cook your own meals yeah you yep. don't have a yeah we're independent house. we're independent lads yeah yeah yep. sometimes they um bring in some external lunch for us but the old microwave is getting a workout <laughs> at lunchtime you got to get in there quick what's the easiest meal then for you to cook What's your go-to? I like a slow cooker on a Sunday. Mm. Maybe like a, a green curry where you get a good, yeah, rice, chicken, green curry. The and then flavours get some, are in yeah, there. Get some, get some greens. It's real bang for your buck. Easy. <laughs> I get like all my lunches done on a Sunday. Easy, easy job. And like. so besides cooking, the other hobby is you went to uni? I did. I, I actually just finished a Bachelor of Business at the start of the Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Thanks very much. That was a big relief. Yeah. Um, are you good at studying? How was your dedication? I... Enjoyed the challenge of it. I wasn't like, I'm not an A-class student, mm-hmm. but like I, I'm proud of myself for getting that done just because, yeah, it's, it's hard to sort of motivate yourself when you're physically exhausted after like a pre-season session where mentally you've got to find the power for that. But I enjoyed it. I sort of don't know what to do with myself now that I don't have like something like annoying in the back of my brain that I've got like an assignment due next week or something. So, so what is the goal with that degree? Oh, you, your answer is as good as mine. Uh, no business you want to start up? Uh, who knows? Who knows? I haven't really put too much thought into it. I did it so I could have like a base level education where I could maybe do like a postgrad later and figure out what I wanted to do if I ever, whenever I finish playing rugby. And I guess against stereotypes, a lot of the guys are studying things, right? And a lot of the guys got different things going on at the club. Yeah, yeah. Like 
a lot of the boys, like we've got like someone studying medicine. A lot of the boys, have, there's a few lads that have done like almost law. A few smart cookies getting around. Like, bucks a stereotype because yeah. especially in the front row, the front row is they're the niche little group that are quite smart and intellectual where you wouldn't think they are. Mm, mm. Quirky. Very nice. Very quirky. Podcasting? That's um, something you want to do after oh, after rugby? Who knows? I can, yeah. Everyone loves yarning. Can yarn and will yarn. But yeah, I guess the world's an oyster. I I have no idea what I do, want to do post rugby, and that's a common thing. Like, I mean, you've got a lot a long career. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers touch crossed. Wood. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like the I like the thought of working in like a project sort of thing where you can sort of have your own own little line of work where you can just get your head down and, and sort of do it yourself. I like to sort of yeah, organize and, and get that sort of thing done. Challenge yourself. Yeah. The golf, I guess, in their everyone's career playing rugby is to play for the Wallabies. Yeah, I think especially growing up. Australia early on, rep footy and, and being playing the best team you can, especially in this environment where you want to challenge yourself, is always something. Whether that comes to me or not, I'm not sure. But, yeah, it would be such a such an honour to, to be able to put on that jersey and, and represent your friends and family in the country. It would be pretty cool. And so with your position and how you're playing this year, what are your chances, you know, to come up in a team sometime soon or <laughs> you don't want to jinx yourself? Uh, I don't think I'd jinx myself. But, yeah, World Cup this year, probably not. Yeah, I think there's... Fair few stalwarts in the jersey at the moment, so yeah. And how's Australia going in general for people that might know? Yeah, we've just sort of got a new coach in this year, quite a personality of a coach. I think we're six in the world rankings or something. Yeah, Rugby World Cup in France around October, September, so that'll be very interesting to see how the lads go. Maybe they need you to jump up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, who knows. But you have played internationally, went over to England. How was that? Yeah, yeah, I went over to England at the back end of 2021. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. um, such an eye-opener, especially that was sort of during covid where travel wasn't really a big thing and sort of being able to have a change of scenery again, really good and, like, very professional club I went to and the, the, the boys there, great, like, change room culture and, like, that sort of good finds culture and stuff. So that was really good for me. Just sort of open my eyes outside of Australia and see how see how people in Europe sort of play their rugby and, and do that. So how does that system work? You only went over in the off-season for the force? Yeah, so I signed a two-year deal and then we played Super Rugby that finished in June and then... The Northern Hemisphere start their season in September. So I, I went there September, October till December. And are you loaned out by the club or you're free to do whatever you want in the time off? Oh, it's sort of up to you to ne- negotiate. And there's, they had an injury, they needed some cover for four months and it's just lined up. So that's something Have that it. your manager does and then you sort of just communicate with your clubs. And Would that be one of the highlight games you've played in your career over there? What is a highlight game for you? Yeah, well, I guess we played a semi-final in 2021 with the Force in Canberra, which is like sort of... A good milestone for the club after coming back in 2020 so that was that was exciting and then yeah maybe yeah first game for Exeter in England was at Welford Road which is in Leicester which is quite a ominous pl- place to go and play because you sort of walk out through the tunnel and the people there's no sort of seats on that stand where you walk mm. walk through and the crowd's literally just in your face just like screaming at you yelling at you and, and it's like 20,000 people in this really compact stadium that was pretty cool the adrenaline yeah that was really a cool experience I guess yeah would you plan to maybe head over again yeah, season? I think um, if the opportunity arrives, that'd be pretty cool. Back to England or somewhere else? Oh, who knows? I'd like to. I think as as a rugby player, one of the benefits of being an international game is you get to experience a lot of different cultures. So I think like you can play in you can play in America, Japan, France, Italy, England, Scotland, Ireland. Like there's so many different places you can live. So I think yeah, Europe's a pretty cool place. So I think I'd like to get back there someday. And, and Japan, the food, unreal. You must get to travel to pretty cool places playing professional sport. Yeah, yeah, we. We travel a lot, and that's a big part of 
big part of rugby. But I guess, yeah, been to New Zealand twice this year. Love New Zealand. Like, know that place quite well and all around Australia. But I think, yeah, we went to Tokyo for 10 days last year, played a couple of games there. That was pretty cool. Tokyo is a really, like, vibrant place, great food and really respectful people. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to let you get to your coffee. I feel really bad. I've been watching us in there the whole time. I was like, oh, no, it's <laughs> gone really cold. Thank you for chatting to us today and good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks very much for having me.